Welcome back to Maximum News. I am your host, Max Danger Derrick. Go. I am uh, Saib, and please press F in the comments to pay respect to all my summer plants that died in this heat wave. Really? Is it that bad? Like, Oh, yeah. They, they, I have a bunch of blueberry bushes. They're all dead. They're all dead. Interestingly enough, the honeyberries survived, though, so that's interesting. I guess I know what you're growing next uh, next year, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, more honeyberries. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like I ever did any gardening in my life. Uh, what I am good at, though, is talking about game news and games in general. We've got a whole lot of stuff to get through. Let's skip the intros. Let's skip the sponsorships, which we hope to get. If you want to partner with us, just let us know. Uh, Steam Deck. This thing dropped on us, I think, either yesterday or the day before. So, Valve, the people that are most famous for creating Steam... And, you know, sitting on all the money that they make from that and not making stuff like games that end with the number three. I got to give them credit, though, when they have been doing stuff in the last uh, few years, when they release a product, be it like a piece of hardware or a game, it is top of the line. So they released the Steam Index VR, which is considered by many to be one of the better, if not the best, uh, VR headset. Uh, they also released Half-Life Alex, which many people consider to be the best VR game ever made, and probably will be for a long time. And now they just released their, well, they haven't just released it, but they have announced their newest piece of hardware, and it is the Steam Deck. So if you haven't been in the know over the last couple of days, you might be asking, what's the Steam Deck? Basically, it's a Nintendo Switch but for the PC. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, it means that what you can do with the Nintendo Switch, where you can take your console and then, you know, play it portably at will. So you can put it on your TV or you can just pick it up and then carry it over to your couch or your bed. Well, it seems like Steam is going to allow you to do just that. They have announced the Steam Deck and what it's going to allow you to do, no joke, is take your entire Steam library and play it on a portable device. That includes like really top of the line games like games like red dead redemption uh call of duty warzone i'm not talking about quality i'm talking about like performance type stuff mm -hmm. and play it wherever you want essentially as long as you have the space for it it's quite remarkable and i the only company that i really expect to be able to pull something off like this is valve and even though it's probably not something that i would invest in i could totally see hundreds of thousands of people making great use of this after all people love their switches people love being able to play portable and if you can do that with a big fat library of games through steam this could really change the game and really you know help a uh, valve get a huge share of the, not just the console market but just the portable gaming market uh mm. side i'm very curious as to what you think about this would are you the type of person that would invest in something like this we'll get into the specs <laughs> in a second but i'm just curious like what what you think well, about it all. I, it's one of these things where it's like i have a very powerful cell and i use that for for most of my gaming right now i do have to like do some like screen share apps and some other stuff and I have to do other things and it's it's a little technically complicated um then the controller you know it, this this would make my life a little bit easier it would streamline a lot of stuff and allow me to play a lot of the games on my steam library that I, I i can't actually like are harder to run on my on my phone so all i need this thing to do gabe can you please just like put a cell phone chip in there and then i just have to carry around that and yeah and you'd be good to go i'd be good to go yeah like, like, it would that be is, everything yeah and and i would be more than happy um moon and i would be more than happy to switch over to uh to to gabe what what would they call gabe's like mobile network like gabe like, boy <laughs> gabe boy air gabe cell or like like what take your pick 
we'd be more than happy with that. Overall, I know that handhelds are a really big thing in the gaming industry, but I very rarely utilize them. Yeah. So it's, it is one of those things where it's like, if I have a spare minute, I'm usually writing. I'm not actually gaming. If I'm at home and I'm on my game, you know, I've got my, I've got my, I literally have my, uh, my latest chapter pulled up right in front of me and I can literally work on that there, but it's tied to my, my mobile. So when I, you know, I can actually sit and, and update on, on either or, you know, or get up, go downstairs, make food. I'm still typing away on that. So again, it's one of these things that, that it, it's not necessarily for me, but it's is very much for the community of gamers. And I'm happy that they're finally doing something to kind of like put themselves out even more because only having the platform does kind of limit them a little bit. Now, having platform and hardware, it makes them a little bit more of a bigger force in the industry. And I like that. And I want that to stay there because I don't ever, as much as I rag on PlayStation, I don't ever want there to be like one or two, especially one, but I don't want there to be one or two choices for your hardware and your gaming stuff. And then that's, that's essentially it. I, I, I don't want that to ever happen. I was very much against Epic, but I was against Epic because they kept on isolating things. And I don't think gaming is, should be about isolation. I think it should be about, you know, it's, it's already isolating it as, as its nature. Yeah. And you should you should work into ways to like open it up to community. I, I like the idea of crossplay. I despise people who go out of their way to, to harm crossplay like or some. to yeah, like like companies that are like like oh well you you'll have to pay to enable crossplay. It's like it's like you might as well be a James Bond villain at that point. Like like you're literally like you're two steps away. So yeah. it's like you're getting pretty close. So yeah, that that's kind of my stance on it. I want there to be health competition because healthy and numerous competition is the only way that we progress when you are the only dog in the room your food bowl i don't know where i'm going with this analogy but let's go with it <laughs> if you're the biggest dog in the room and you're the only dog in the room then it doesn't matter what what they do for food right like you you're going to get or you're going to put out only that which you're comfortable with and you're not going to progress you're not going to create you're not going to do anything. You're just going to maintain the status quo. And that kills empires. If you want to know what kills empires the fastest, it's stagnation. It's like that. that's what causes that. And there's lots of other things that kill empires, but stagnation is one of them. And, and stagnation, stagnation festers when you're, when you're the only dog in the room. When you're the only thing that has to worry about, comp like you, you, are, you have no competition. And you're like, well, we could design a better phone or we could just continue to print and sell the ones that we've been making forever. I mean... You know, there's no risk involved with that. So yeah, it's 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 a good thing. I and I'm very happy that Gabe is doing this now and I hope that they have great success and I hope that they don't focus on this overly. I want them to continue to focus on other areas. Like games. And and yeah, games and, and continuing to push the VR stuff. I and I'm really, 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 really excited for the work that um Gabe has talked about frequently about deep deep dive or full dive tech. Uh mm. or or tech that borders along that line, like you know, pure mental control over over a UI, that kind of stuff. I cannot wait to see that stuff. I cannot wait to get that stuff. I think that 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 is the that is the pinnacle of technology. Like that's the keystone for for pinnacle technology. Not it's not the pinnacle technology. It's a keystone for entering that that pinnacle level of technology. Yeah. Once we so, reach that, then a whole bunch of other stuff is going. Yeah. To yeah. Fall. As soon as you can, as soon as you can full dive yourself, you're only a few steps away from like transference or 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 containment or containment storage transference. 
insurance like like there's a whole bunch of things that that opens up and yeah a lot of them are frightful but you know so are cars right and, and we've managed to progress that technology pretty decently yeah. so hopefully within the next 20 years we'll actually finally get flying cars <laughs> I, uh, I don't think we'll ever get flying cars um the reason why we've never had flying cars is is um because people are stupid well people are stupid it's also like it's hard to crash into somebody's house in a car like it's doable but it's oftentimes there's like things in the way you have to get through a fence you know sometimes the traction isn't great on the dirt going up to the you know there's all kinds of that stuff right right crashing into a house is really easy when you're flying yeah like it's really really easy and then also you have a lot of fuel in the vehicle and so yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like i'm more excited for hover vehicles that that don't have uh well i don't know it's kind of one of those things where it's like i love the idea of them not having friction on the roads mm -hmm. but then you do come up with a bit of an issue when it comes with like well how do you stop right like like that kind of stuff so yeah right. yeah there's our there's our tech talk for the day yeah i i would trust though valve if they wanted to go about making hover cars or flying cars because usually when they mm -hmm. do do something it is top of the line and it is well respected by everybody not just within the games industry but just tech the tech industry in general and what we got here with this new system i'm like looking at the specs mm -hmm. you got uh 720p 60 fps uh output which is sort of the standard for like nintendo switch uh you got cpu and gpu which uh, are somewhat between that of a ps4 and a ps4 pro which is pretty good considering that it's uh, a handheld I, there is still some way for it to go and i imagine there will be more models of this if this does well hopefully at some point i'll get up to something like 1080p because the idea of just being able to bring red dead redemption to wherever you go yeah. at 1080p 60 fps sounds like a young boy's dream come true so we're getting there and and, and oh man I, I i forgot to point this out earlier oh man if they come in and this is a huge flying success that sells like half a billion units in the next few years won't sony have egg on their face oh yes and then we we can all go back to uh, praising Gabe Newell and uh, stop making jokes about the number three whenever mm -hmm. his name is brought up again. And I really hope that happens. Like like you said, Cy, competition is great. We need more competitors within the gaming scene. And if anybody, any company is going to do that and do that well and do it with the support of the wider gaming community, it's Valve, right? Well, think about this. What would the, um... okay, I have to be careful what I say. <laughs> it's okay i can edit it out if you say something it's um imagine if you would the company has made a interesting story a you know a missing trilogy if you would mm -hmm. about a alien invasion and the resistance that rises up and fights against it and all that good stuff but they never really got that final chapter out that tells of that story of of humanity as a whole rising up fight against the alien overlords and to re take their step not only on their own take their place not only on their own planet but their own galaxy and and it's it's very interesting now if you were telling a story that was heavily required on the new levels of technology and then you got some technology in the form of a vr device a handheld device and of course your software would that be the right time to introduce the new story featuring something that 
not just a handful of like not just you as the player you know taking part in that story but everybody taking part in that story all of your friends in a, in not an mmo world like we've seen in in you know a couple of the the mmos that, that people play now not like that but in an augmented world of our own hmm. so that would be uh that level of technology and if they if that had been their plan for quite a while this would be a major required step to moving in that direction but of course that's just random speculation or is it (laughs) nice okay thank you for that side uh let's uh move on to the next story Final Fantasy. I've actually been getting into the Final Fantasy games for the first time recently. Uh, I finished Final Fantasy X. I haven't finished X2, uh, even though I want to. It's just a matter of finding time to do it. I'm very close to the end of Final Fantasy IX, and I'm also simultaneously going through Final Fantasy VII with my girlfriend. Saib, have you played any of those games? I played... Oh dear, I have to look this up. Um, I played only one... So I, I played... 10 i think it was that's with the girls right or is that x or x2 <laughs> with the girls can you be a little bit more specific well the girls are like the main characters it's, it's like there's the three characters you got oh Pain, you got... right yeah. yeah you got um what's her name that the summoner from the first one uh you mm-hmm. got riku you got yuna and whoever the other chick is lulu i think yeah that's x2 yeah Okay. Yeah. I, so I didn't ever finish that one. I enjoyed it a lot, but I didn't have the, I, I had, I could only play it while borrowing the thing that it was on. So yeah, it was, uh, it, it was good. It was interesting. I liked it. Um, I think I played, oh gosh, I want to say I'm trying to, this is the one I'm trying to find because I always forget which one it is. Right. Is it three? Is it four? Is it five? Is it six? I can never, ever remember. And it's so frustrating. It's just too um, damn many. Yeah, it's the one where the girl is like a star uh, or alien or something. Hmm. And and you got, actually, I think it is six. I think it's six. Yeah, yeah, Terra, Terra is, Terra is six. Okay, so six I played through all the way through. And I did that a very long time ago. I played on that on the original system, basically. Um, wow. And I loved it. It was great. I really enjoyed it. It, it introduced the um, one of my favorite genres, the haunted train or the haunted boat. I love those. I love those in games. I love uh, looking around there and, and doing stuff. I, I love that in uh, um, was it Trials of Mana, the, the, the recent Mana series that just came out. I love that stuff. It's great. And I really loved Six. Six was like, Six was like the one of the best stories I ever played. Mm. And it's really great. I, I I hated the ending though. I really hated the ending. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but man, did I hate the ending. I really, really despised it. And that turned me off of finishing like future games because I'm like, it's a great story, well written. I can't stand the ending, you know, and, and that that kind of stuck with me. So I've avoided it, at, you know, ever since basically. That's um so bad. Yeah. And and then other ones it's like I have to I have to have a character I can click with. If I can't click with a character, there's no point in me playing it. Yeah. Because I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get extremely bored. It's the same thing with like it's the same thing with a lot of lot of uh like class based games. I have to have a class that I click with that I really click with. And if I click with it, you know, then I pour everything into it and I absolutely love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very good at it. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those. So like, I, I haven't any of the recent releases, not interested at all. Uh, Like, I think they're great games, but I just, I can't get into them because I can't click with that character, that main character. 
Well, if you're looking for a Final Fantasy character to click with, I'd be really surprised if you didn't like the character of Vivi from Final Fantasy IX. He's just so lovable and so relatable as somebody, uh, you know, who struggles with uh, ideas surrounding existentialism, which you and anybody else who knows me knows quite well if you've watched my videos. Anyways, I brought up Final Fantasy because apparently they're, like we just said, Final Fantasy X or X, it's the first game in the series to ever get a sequel to a, a mainline entry. So there's X and X2. Mm. I haven't played X2, although I really want to because I enjoyed the hell out of X. But people, apparently, the way that Final Fantasy X2 was left, there was more room for story to be told there, more uh, adventures that could occur in the world of Spira. And it seems that there is some sort of plot synopsis that has been provided by one of the original writers for Final Fantasy X. Uh, this article, I'm just reading it from IGN, apparently in an interview with one of the longtime art directors for Final Fantasy, a guy named Tetsuya Nomura, as well as the director of Final Fantasy X, Motomu Toriyama, they said in a Japanese gaming magazine called uh, Famitsu that they were going to make a X3. Uh, they do have a synopsis uh, that was written by the former Final Fantasy X writer Kasushige Nojima. Now, as for whether or not this would ever get made, in that same interview, they said, well, if we ever do approach it, it's going to be long after we're done going through the Final Fantasy VII remake entries. So based on, apparently, how much of the original Final Fantasy VII that the remake covered, I'm expecting at least two, maybe three more games. And then after that, there'll probably be more just mainline Final Fantasy entries. And then they might do a Final Fantasy X-3. I'm particularly excited about that because, as I just said before, I love Final Fantasy X. I was amazed at how much I loved it because I've always had this weird, long-held prejudice against turn-based games. But it was amazing. I loved mm -hmm. the lore of that game. And I would absolutely love to be able to explore more of that world and to have some of the the original creators uh, involved. Now, Sai, based on what you played of X2 and what you remember it, would you be interested in going back to that world? Or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. No, no. It's it's one of those ones where it's like I always wanted to go back and play it and, and have the time to like, you know, completely finish it out but it's one of those things where i just i just never got the time or the and again this is where like because it was console specific back when it came out i i couldn't get my hand on it i didn't have the money i didn't have the you know the resources i didn't have the and and then when i finally did i didn't have the time and haven't for a very long time those so it's like so damn long man yeah because it is so dang long and i'm the type who wants to like like i would want to find the best class for each character uh i would want to maximize it then i would want to collect literally everything <laughs> in the entirety that of the game that it has to offer me i would literally collect everything i would want to like 100 percent it and that's why i'm like i'm a little scared i'm a little bitty scared scared of it because it's like it's like if i get into this game these chances are I, I, I might be gone for a couple months possibly a year or two mm. it's like that's, that's played... legitimately scary have you ever played persona no that's another one that i've I've okay. heavily avoided because of the time requirements Good. that it, yeah. that it, don't, that don't it has. Do it. <laughs> and, and again, it's like, um, persona, you still, it's still like a set 
character protagonist. It's it's like a single like you can't change the main character, right? It's yeah, it's sort of like a yeah. personal avatar though. Yeah, but it's like it's like the same guy though. Like you can't change it up or like switch it out or anything like that, right? Right, but like he doesn't ha- he doesn't speak. He he's just sort of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I can't stand those games. It's like I I want to make my own persona. Right, right. I I do not want to play the persona especially I especially do not want to play the persona that is the most common persona which is the um it's the av- it's the anime or or manga pers- like main character persona it's like he's it's it's a guy it's he's like kind of normal he's not the tallest in the class he's not the shortest in the class he's not overly good at anything in particular in the class and that he's just kind of blase his character is really blase so that that you can inject yourself into that character yeah and i understand why it's there because it's there to allow you to transfer a bit of yourself and a bit of the way that you think into that character and and i've explored that kind of um concept in my main character that i'm writing for my book series as much as i hate playing that i think it's one of the most brilliant writing styles that you can do which is why i i dislike the i dislike playing that character but i don't mind creating that character as far as like a, a written story but it takes a very but i do a very a big heavy twist on mine very very early on it's like mm-hmm. chapter three uh in and and it does that twist but one of the things and that may or may not make it to the final edit um but what i enjoyed seeing is i've enjoyed seeing the test readers inject themselves into that story and that's what i think the the persona and the final fantasy games kind of excel at is they do allow you to inject yourself into the story and i think that's really cool and i think that's the best thing about the final fantasy series is that you do have these characters that allow you to inject yourself into them now the downside of that for me is that i don't click with every game i only click with a handful of those of the series because i have to have a character that i can click with i have to have a character that i can i can see eye to eye with that i can put myself into and that i can see the world through their their view and if i don't click with that person then I can't play that story because I, I have no divested interest in it. But at the same time, as a story writing tool, it is a very brilliant thing to do uh, because it allows you to get into the world faster. And that is a good thing. And it's one of the reasons why there's been so much success with with books and, and characters that do kind of favor that that introing character where they seem a little bland, they seem a little normal, they're not on any like spectrum end of anything uh they're kind of just middle of the road so that allows the most people to find a way to put themselves into that character and then explore that world around it so brilliant story writing but in in just the way that i play games i i can i can't i need to make my own character and so there's a handful of games that that do that really really well but few of those have been uh final fantasy games it's it's kind of an interesting thing because the mmo has been really picking up traction over the last like two three weeks it is it is exploded did you know they ran out of keys for final fantasy online for the mmo they actually ran out of digital keys because there were so many people flocking to the game so in such high mass numbers why like is there something oh there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on about about that in particular uh we don't have time to get into it but it's it's uh, let us know in the comments if you want us to dive into that story if you're familiar with it or if you're not familiar with it let us know in the comments i'd love to see kind of where everybody's at with that because it is it's quite a big story and it's very it's evolving right now very rapidly too so it's very interesting and, and i would love to see how much uh everybody 
kind of clicks with this so yeah please guys like let me know what's going on in the comment section so i can uh, learn about it later i, I won't have time to talk to Cybe after we're done because i got to meet up with the lady but i'm intrigued Cybe, i unfortunately you told me about this when i was on the way home I, I went to go see my first movie in a theater for the first time in a year and a half went to go see uh black widow today uh really good movie i highly recommend you guys go check it out go, if you can go to the theater and you know do it safely but when i was getting in the car and i checked my messages i noticed you said hey uh, let's talk about this thing regarding world the Warcraft and uh, I didn't have the time to read about it because I came home made dinner and basically just sat up so we can record so could you please just go into detail about what I missed <laughs> over the last 24 hours or however long this has been going on so yeah this well this is part of the story it's only this is a this is a smaller fraction of what's going on here and it's not necessarily about wow it's mostly about Blizzard um, and how they're evolving as a company and how they evolved as a company over the last few years, especially when they got bought out by Activision. Um, this The thing that kind of set this off is this whole like Final Fantasy Online slash couple of very, very big uh, streamers on the on the uh, Twitch in the Twitch sphere. Um, and then and then the lead team, uh, the, the team lead. Sorry, I messed that up. The team lead for. Uh, for world of warcraft vanilla which was grums uh that's what he goes on by uh, by twitter uh he was the the lead guy behind um behind the game uh as far as like the the like actively putting the stuff in he didn't write everything he didn't create everything but you know he's the he's one of the primary leads behind it now Recently, a story or a, a post went up on 4chan, uh, I think it was 4chan, um, talking about how, you know, uh, WoW is in huge amounts of trouble right now. There's all this chaos behind the scene. Uh, they really dropped the ball on a lot of stuff. So Grums comes in and he posted a very, very long tweet thread about what happened to Blizzard. Now he starts with saying supposedly this Blizzard leak is is about the current state of WoW. It may or may not be legit, but the attitude describes describing about mona sorry, the attitude described about monetization and how devs view gamers and the hate of streamers is true in the overall AAA industry. So um he asks, How did we get here? A couple things happened in the AAA development that led up to this point. The biggest thing is the money. Once AAA gaming got bigger and uh, than all media, bigger than all media, you start to attract a lot of executives who are in it for the immense amount of profit versus the love of making the game. This change starts at the top and is made worse by the gaming companies going public. And so then he goes in to kind of describe how this went on, you know, at Blizzard. Uh, it's a pretty long thread. It's it's a lot of posting, but you know the why of of a company changing instead of going for games that they would love to play and identifying as gamers themselves they become this sense of other it's us we made the games and they the gamers pay for them and it's a very much a separation you think you think any of these big you know gaming ceos you think any of them actually know the lore about the games that they make you know you think any of them actually understand the depth of the of the um especially in the mmo sphere or or any kind of like class-based game where you have multiple classes you know the mass effect is a good example of that you think any of them actually like play those characters and know 
you know, how that goes and, and know what they do. Well, maybe they don't have time for it, or maybe they have absolutely no interest in playing games because they're more interested in the profit. Yeah. Um, OG, so old game Blizzard culture used to be, we are gamers right down to the receptionist, and we make the game for ourselves because we are gamers. That was what they once were. That is gone now. The devs at any AAA studios are now uh, distinctly us versus them. The us, the you know, entitled uh, the the enlightened uh, game developers and social media icons versus the whiny entitled gamers. This this right here is hitting it absolutely on the head. There are so many devs that look at the average gamer and go, "Aren't they disgusting? Ugh, I hate them so much." I can't tell you how many times I've heard an actual dev talking about their the the gamers that play the game, and they go, "Well, the gamers don't know what they want. You know, they're stupid people. I mean, you think you know why would I take any kind of credence from them when they're just all living at home in their mama's basement? Mm. It's like it's the worst tropes imaginable when talking about the people who pay their bills." I don't and not every single gamer lives in in his in in the in his mama's basement. I mean, talk about talk about that being a sexist and hypocritical view of gamers just in general. Yep. It's like two thirds of Americans play video games. I'm pretty sure that includes a lot of people who are not just male. And and oh, it's yeah. this arrogant arrogant attitude of so many game developers and a lot of them working at. And again, I'm not just pointing at Blizzard here. This is, and I'm not just talking about Blizzard. There's a lot of game development companies that come with this attitude. And some of the worst stuff I've heard is hasn't been Blizzard. Some of the worst stuff I've heard has come from um, from uh, one company in particular that everybody raves about. Oh my, they're so brilliant. Oh, it's so good. Oh, and they keep adding microtransactions into the games, but it's just so good. These people, I mean, some stories have come out that have been, you know, identified as true about them just being just sleazy disgusting people we're talking like the heads of the company like just really disgusting people and this is this is the this is the hill that a lot of gaming companies have been built on now and so there is a lot of these problems there is a lot of this us versus them and you know blizzard isn't the only company that has issues with with um you know when when a certain month rolls around they put up you know, new banners on their on their Twitter icons and go, oh, look at how, you know, beautiful and how, <laughs> how wonderful we are. Oh, hey, I popped over to a, a couple of your accounts over in these other countries that don't really appreciate that. And um, they're not doing that. They're not talking about any of the things. In fact, there's even times where, like, they they don't even, like, you know, executive head of company a right so company a again because i'm not pointing out any particular company there's lots of companies that do this company a puts up a new profile on their main twitter account and says oh guys look at us aren't we awesome because we care about this social issue and then you're like hey um i just came from uh you know saturn town you know and saturn town they really don't like this because they're kind of like well let's face it they're kind of uh uh, what's the what's the what's the word uh, bigoted? Uh, they're a little bit bigoted over there. And I noticed that you don't have this up over there. In fact, I noticed that you didn't even retweet any of the stuff that you've been retweeting. You know how your main you know your main company puts out a note uh, out a notice or a statement, and then all of your subsidiary companies and all of these company in all these countries and towns and stuff they all retweet that. 
Well, except for except for recently, this whole month, this one you know Saturn town over here, Saturn hasn't hasn't retweeted any of your stuff. Why is that? Oh, is that because you're just playing the money angle with people? You know, you're just like, hey, buy this so that it supports this cause. We don't know how it supports the cause, but you know, it supports the cause. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Our wallets. You know, and then, oh, but that's why you're not saying anything over in Saturn Town, because in Saturn Town, they don't like that kind of thing. And and you're just really quiet on that, you know, and you change the lore for that. You you tell us how this character is this way or that that character is that way. And then when you go over to that town, there's no mention of that at all. You know, and the worst of it is you had a tournament over there and you actually like blacklisted all of the characters that were of this particular type because you didn't want to offend the delicate sensibilities of the bigots over in Saturn town. If there literally is a Saturn town, I am so sorry. <laughs> I chose something like as far out as Saturn so that I could, I could have a name that, that, uh, that not necessarily correspond with reality. But if there is an actual town called Saturn somewhere in the world, I am so sorry. I am not referring to you. I am referring to other things that, get us banned on on youtube when we talk about it you know what um, would have been uh, more appropriate to describe the absolute terrible nature of such a town what uranus town <laughs> well no because I, 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 maybe but i don't know anyways th this is the this is the problem and again i've talked about this numerous times and, and grums does in this long post uh, uh tweet thread where he talks about the you know steve jobs being right it's like when you let those kinds of people drive your your company and make the big decisions at your company, you're inviting that kind of mentality, their mentality to become the main uh, uh, drive of your company. Yeah. And so this this is what happened here. This this post very long, and it, it very 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 long. There's a lot. There's a lot of them, and it's 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 really bad. Um. Like no, he like he he hits everything spot on, but this is this is the, you know this is the expression of of why he left of why so many other people left why why do these game developers trash these these streamers when you know like a good portion of what they're doing on the stream is is fluffed up for entertainment and yet these people take it like you know personally but yet these same people are standing on the shoulders of giants you know, that created the thing that they're, that they now drive their entire paycheck from, but any one of them are considered, you know, toxic or evil or bad. And again, it's like, well, why do you have an actual legitimate reason for that? Or are you just saying that because, you know, you know, that, that is, there's this, there's this clever little thing that is hundred percent true. And that's, if you think you're the good person, you, you think you're enlightened because you wouldn't have done what other people did in the past because it was from your perspective, it was bad or mean or whatever. If you were back there with your same mentality and you suddenly found it that by speaking out, you were now like, you know, public enemy number one and everybody looked down upon you, the, the, the speed at which you would change your, your, uh, your, um, your beliefs, your stances would be really, really fast. Most people don't stand up to, to the worst, you know, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have the guts to do that, but they, they are not the average person. And when you see these people go, I would have done better. It's like, no, you wouldn't have, you, 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 you don't have the strength to speak out and call out the BS that happens within your own, like little, like click. 
And if you don't do that for that, where you actually have like power and the ability to influence things, if you can't call out the, the shenanigans there, the fact that you call out sh shenanigans against a government or against a an ideology or against a, a a movement that would that would literally crush you, yeah, yeah, I don't think you would. I think I think you'd be the one you know waving your hands, going, "Oh, they're they're hiding in the closet over here," because it's your own. You, you know, you're guaranteeing your own safety that way. Hypocrites. That that I I hate hypocrites more than anything, yeah. and and I see them a lot, and I know exactly like you. It's it's just bad. It's bad. It's it's bad. And this post again, Grums is like kind of he's like semi-political. And you know, I think I think you know I don't judge him for his entire personality based off of one opinion that he has about one particular political thing, okay. right? because there's nobody who agrees. Like, there's an infinite number of of differences in humanity, and the the closer you examine, the more the more differences you get. Do you like gravy on your mashed potatoes or do you go with ketchup or do you go with vinegar or do you go with nothing or do you go with butter? It's like at some point, if you're trying to like separate, you know, the ideas or the thoughts from that kind of stuff, eventually you're going to cause you're going to run into problems. So, no, I don't I don't judge him for his like, you know, political ideas. But at the same time, he really nailed this on the head about where the gaming industry is at, who controls gaming when these corporations get too big who controls and who makes the decisions for the products that you love for the stories that are you know have meaning to you and unfortunately there's a lot of very powerful money focused people that once they get that power once they move into these corporations your favorite thing is basically just a commodity to them and they couldn't care less about its soul yeah that's essentially what the case is with uh, two of my most favorite franchises, Silent exactly. Hill and Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I just hope, dude, that ultimately what's going to happen is that the pushback against companies like EA and Activision and Blizzard and Ubisoft and practices that they're doing with their AAA games, you know, just funneling tons of microtransactions into them, will inevitably backfire in the ways that we are seeing them backfire right now. You know, there's loot box legislation being uh, proposed all over the world in regards to, you know, EA games in particular. Uh, we're seeing this pushback against Blizzard and uh, their business practices. And as we've talked about in the past, you know, you can only milk that 5% of your game base, you know, that you're depending on for your current business model until they move on to games that have better business models and, you know, are made mm -hmm. by more ethical developers. And then those developers, uh, the, the EAs and Konami's of the world uh, ultimately fall into the dust. It's just, it's a matter of time as to when that sort of thing is going to happen. I, it can't come soon enough though, because I want a games industry that goes back to not necessarily focusing on whether something is of, you know, has the highest budget or whatever, but just as long as the games are good. And to address mm -hmm. one thing that you're saying before, some of the game developers and publishers being so out of tune with their audience, it's like, oh yeah, gamers don't know what they want. Oh, it's, it's very simple what gamers want. Gamers want what any other consumer wants. They want good products. All you guys have to do is make a good Shocking. game. And then once you make a good game, people will buy it. Now you want to know what's going to make people angry at you is if you if you make a good game, kudos to you. 
but don't compromise the experience by tying it to loads and loads of extra transactions because mm -hmm. all that's going to do is just you know destroy your rapport with the fans that you do have over a long period of time and then before you know it you'll be you might have been one of the most uh, lucrative businesses in the past but that can change very quickly and we're seeing that right now with companies like uh, activision and blizzard mm -hmm. uh, we're probably going to see in the next generation with sony and their decisions and by god i can't wait but one of the, the the leaving this on a, like a positive note, yeah. there is better things coming. And one of the bet one of the best things that we are starting to see come now, that we're starting to kind of get this hint at, we're starting to get the feel for, is that there's a lot of these people that have left those companies, that saw what happened to their art, you know, their babies, their stories. I couldn't imagine losing losing control of one of my stories oh my goodness it would be it would be heart-wrenching yeah but you know you did have that happen with a lot of these stories especially at some of these bigger companies the good news is is that a lot of those people that created those things have left and have started up massive studios with a lot of money financial backing it and they're saying we're going to make things the way that we wanted to make them and the way that we always wanted to make them, which correspond, you know, the greatest moments corresponded with, you know, them, you know, right before them basically selling out. And, and now that they know that that was a terrible idea and that they should never have done that and that they have a lot more, you know, growth and wisdom and, and, and development on that, I think, and I believe, and I hope that we're going to start seeing more of this going like more of these brilliant companies moving forward saying no we're not gonna we're not gonna do this we're not gonna destroy these things we're gonna make these things better we're gonna make these things awesome we're gonna we're gonna change the rule on this stuff and and we're gonna we're not gonna hand over our you know our stuff again not like this and we're gonna recreate new stories and they're gonna be better and they're gonna be you know overall they're just gonna be better so yeah i i hope and i think and i'm i'm thinking and i'm hoping that that we go in that direction yeah, and I think things are set up for us to likely go in that direction. And mm -hmm. the sooner, if you guys want to get there sooner, I think the best thing that you can do is make a point to invest in games that don't come from companies like EA or Konami or Activision and stuff like that and try to buy the games that are being produced by these companies in the next few years. I think that's a pretty good uh, note to end the show on. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Maximum News. It was very informative, very lively debate. Saib, do you want to tell people very quickly where they could find you online? Find me on, at the Triple S League on YouTube, on Twitter, on like pretty much every secondary service that you can find us on. Uh, Rumble, um, BitChute, all those places. Subscribe store, subscribe star and Patreon. And uh, especially on Discord, join us on our Discord. We have quite the lively community there. We do uh, game events and um, we do uh, big, big group games every once in a while. We play a lot of Quiplash and other stuff together. If mm -hmm. you want to just hang out, form a community, and have fun, come over there. Swing over there. And Max, you got to really join us for one of our quick flash games. Oh, dude, I'd love to. When I played that game, it's some of the hardest I've ever laughed in my th in my life. Uh, and then you guys could just find me at all the relevant places online, just at Max Darrett. I'll put links to both my stuff and Cybe stuff in the description box below. Thanks, guys. And until we do this again next week, just rem remind you, as per usual, stay yellow.